This week, I use video games to find my next waifu. And I try to reach God's status with the usage of my PSP. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Garrett, this week we watch a show that is conflicting on all levels. In 2023, the premise of this show would be considered gross and distasteful, but eventually find that it's just too GD charming to let go. This title combines all the things that makes one turn their nose to harem and finds a way to get you to fall for it with its blend of comedy, lightheartedness, and unique characters. We will try to find out we sh- if we should swipe left or right as we take on the ca- comedy harem romance known as The World Only God Knows. But before we get here, what are new fans going to be expecting from this show? A protagonist who must have a serious case of carpal tunnel, both from video games and masturbation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I know we've always talked about like the vanilla snow cone and like, but this is like a legitimately intentionally unlikable person just to, to, to like run a show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah completely on. So before we begin, Gary, I want to thank everybody for uh what, listening to us on our host site, anchor.fm slash one podcast or anywhere your podcast is found. We just hope that when you do, you give us a five star review. It really helps us out. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. So Garrett hit him with those handles. Absolutely. You can check us out there on Twitter at Weeb underscore noob or check us out on Instagram at Wanwa Podcast. Absolutely. So the show we did this week, um, you might remember it because it was a show that we watched very briefly in episode four when we talked about all them daddies. Um, this is the one. Whoa, of- episode four. We're talking the all the daddies. This is the daddy queen uh, episode that we did. When you yeah. first learned about the Soons and the Dons and the and the Yans and the and all the Daddies. Well, this one was the one with the librarian girl that was like she's like she like whispered Baka in your ear. Yeah, this is the world only God knows. I've been wanting to talk about this show for a long time now. And I've kept it in my back pocket because like it's 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 strange, right? For many, many reasons, but also like sure. it oddly has a really unique charm to it. That I just can't let go. It's it, so if I you say live. so. Yeah. <laughs> so the manga ran from 2008 to 2014, and the anime ran for three seasons beginning in 2014. Um, the, as I said before, this show's premise would make anyone really have a fuzzy face. But trust me when I say, folks out there, give it a try. Um, it does have a lot of like legit funny moments, and it's it it, it is likable to an extent. So um, so Garrett uh. This show is what I would call not necessarily harem, because imagine if like every time there was a new girl introduced, you like men in black neuralized her in the face. Sure, <laughs> that's, sure, sure. That's essentially what we got out of this. So it's got like the tropes of harem. That's how I spent my twenties in New York City. <laughs> just neuralizing ladies across Queens and Manhattan. Just just look at the look at the dot right here. So yeah, that's basically what we ended up with. And that's kind of what the show is. So the, the show's pretty – I told you the name of the show is The World Only God Knows. Which when I heard – I know you often ask, so what did you think it was? Uh, I'm not sure, but not this. <laughs> exactly. I it it say- has like – it has a very like, the world only God knows. You're thinking yeah. like very 
philosophical or maybe like right. otherworldly or there's like another dimension not what we get no it's it's it, you know you're thinking you're like god only knows what i be <laughs> like the beach boys or something yes. like yeah freaking my wife said she's like you guys should play the beach boys uh during this one <laughs> i'm like ah we don't we don't need any cease and desist from uh Mike right. Wilson or whatever his name was. Yeah, the, the 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 one that like took over was like the non-Wilson. It was named something Love. I remember Mike Love. Last... It's Mike, Mike Love. Love. Sorry. Thank you. Brian Wilson got kicked out of his own band and Mike Love took over. Yeah, the the least likable one of the Beach Boys, right? And but he was friends with John Stamos and that's what mattered. So on a different <laughs> note, uh let's talk about the thrust of the show, who we meet, especially who our main character is, our boy Kama Katsuragi. Is who we're kind mm-hmm. of introduced to. Framus Force, what does he look like? What's his personality? What's his deal, Garrett? Uh, Kema Katsuragi. We'll call him Kema from here right. on out. Uh, late middle schooler, early high schooler. Right. Uh, equivalent of the U.S. is probably eighth grade, ninth, maybe tenth, but probably eighth or ninth grade. Right. Um, considered the dweeb in the class. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably on the sh- a- average height to shorter, shorter height. He's bespectacled. He's very thin. Um, and where he gets sort of his dweeb reputation is his face is always buried in his PFP. Or for those out there, his PSP. Or for those a little bit older, his Game Boy. Yeah, and he's he's got the aesthetic of like, so he wears an ascot as opposed to everybody else in the group. Uh, he's very like Austin Powers looking. So like, like not necessarily good looking. Um, I would liken it to Garrett, and now people are going to probably not get it until like I explain it a little bit. You know, like the weird white guy hat. Let me frame this. You know how like every like weird white dude who like is really into wizards and swords and crap always wears that same like like Indiana Jones style hat everywhere he fedora? goes. No, no, not a fedora, but like it's flat brimmed. It kind of looks like a cowboy hat, but not quite. Okay. Almost like an adventurer hat and always wears a trench coat. I mean, coat. we had friends who in school went on to become paleontologists that wear right. hats like that. But these are guys who don't. These are guys yes. who would eventually work at like, you know, hot dog on a stick or whatever. Right. And always wears a trench like coat. Mr. Wizard's collectibles shop. Right. And as I'm explaining to the people out there, I'm sure there's someone listening out there that goes, oh, I know that guy. Usually has a neck beard. Right. Yep. Yep. And we'll say things like, um, actually, like that's the kind of person yeah. that we're talking about. That's who Kame is, and that's what he kind of looks like. Oh my like. god, really? That's the vibe you got off of him? Oh, totally. Yeah. He's he's very much like introvert gamer guy and stuff like that, which is what he kind of is. And so Well, he... I I did say like the opening scene popped up and like we're like five minutes in and I turned to my wife and she's like, What's this called? I'm like, I don't know. It should be called an incel is born. It, it he is the the two 2014 version of an incel absolutely um and he as you said he's buried into his his games um and, but like more so Garrett like in a certain way like he's not involuntary celibate he's like involuntarily like uh you know a hermit <laughs> like he doesn't want to right. meet see anything of reality right. because I I believe the quote that he gives us um for everyone out there is he says uh real life is just like a lame video game. So why wouldn't he rather play a good video game than participate in a lame one, which would be real life. So that that's how he kind of like withdraws and just keeps all his focus on his games. Yeah. But like, and you would assume that this guy likes, you know, call of duty, first person shooters, even RPGs, you know, well, any Japan, number of things though, so, as far as I know, what he likes is totally like regular. <laughs> 
It is. It is for the most part. But what kind of what style of game does this guy like? Uh first person romance games? Yeah, he loves romance sims. Now, Garrett, what these things are are um are essentially like timed uh like choose your own adventure stories that are in like anime style and you kind of have to like find and you kind of he talks about like dialogue trees and like you got to make the right choice in a certain amount of time to get the right ending so that the girl that you want falls for you and he's exceptional at these uh almost almost a deity in this style okay. of game that's kind of what his deal is and he's all he's known as that's he calls himself the god of of romance games that's what the title is all about so when you first heard that this is what the god was referring to in the show were you were you disappointed mildly <laughs> i i mean you know like he he's moderately good at video games so yeah so back to these games and i hope i'm not like jumping the gun here but just no. to give some more context to people at home and why he refers to himself as god the point of these romance um like choose your own adventures is to seduce the girl in the game yeah uh, yeah he, he, he uses the uncomfortable world word of word. conquest right right um and i believe he claims to have over twelve thousand conquests so right. why try and date a woman in the real world when you're so damn good and in fact twelve thousand times good at like beating all these games and he's so good at, and as you said he is godlike at it that like on he has his own like reddit page or whatever where yeah. people ask him questions and email him queries please help me with this please help right. me with that and from high atop his uh mountain he looks down upon the commoners and hands out his uh um suggestions yeah it's like oh and make sure you get her the flower on this day and like make sure you get you know pick the curry rice option it's like it's stuff like that it's not like find the sword beat the goblin it's like Right. You know, make it's, sure you take her to the beach on this second date. Like that's the kind of stuff. All incredibly sad. Yeah, it's super sad. And he gets a message upon all of his adoring fans who love his his tips. And one of them says, Hey, I heard you're really good at conquering heroines. I got a really tough challenge for you, but you gotta really be sure you want that that you can help out with this. And he's like, Sounds like you're challenging me, man. Bruh. And he hits the accept <laughs> button. And, 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 and it was a challenge. It was a challenge. And what what happened after he accepted this this email? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's like a bolt of electricity. Correct. And in short, uh, the devil, a devil sends a, a a demon in the form of a teenage girl uh, wearing a like effervescent pink boa. Right. To to uh, to ask him for help uh on earth and the the long and the short of it is that there are these souls called loose souls loose souls and yes. they escape from hell or the earth's core or wherever they're right. kept uh and they get out into the real world and what they do in the real world is they attach themselves to young women but not Specifically young, young women. women. Yes. They they attach themselves to the young woman's heart. And mm -hmm. the only way to break that is to get the woman's heart to belong to someone else or have them kiss and appreciate someone else. So the devil 
believes because of Kama's <laughs> expertise in these video games and calling himself the God that he could utilize this information in the real world to seduce these women so that these souls are released and can be captured and brought back to hell. Now that is quite a framework, Garrett, right? He has to use video game logic to seduce real life women so that demons from hell can come out of their chests. Essentially, I see no way that this can go wrong. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's why I said like, it's really easy to turn your nose up at this show because like the idea of like, you know, it's like asking mystery from the pickup artist to like save the world, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you're asking like the least common denominator, like, you know, you know, you know, incel bro to help out. But and, right. and he doesn't want to do it. But unfortunately, he has this necklace on now. And and also Elsie does, too, the, the demon friend of his. And if he decides to not do it or break the contract, his, his head gets blown up. So he has he, he has an impetus to to solve the situation. And, you know, I love it because, like, <laughs> another thing that's great. It, the thing is, this show has, like, really good humor in it, regardless of, like, its weird premise. And and I think when we talk about, like, the conquest side, so to speak, mm -hmm. it's not like he's being, like, he, no, he outwardly becomes gross. He just, like, uses, like, war, like, rom-com logic to get these girls to, like... right. So let's start with his first quote unquote conquest. And that would be our girl, uh, Ayumi, uh, you know, Takahara. Uh, so each kind of like episode has got like an arcs like of, of conquest. And let's start with, with Ayumi. What's her deal? Absolutely. So Ayumi is an underclassman as well. She's a freshman or sophomore or something like that. And she's on the track team. Uh, and when Kama first comes across her along with Elsie at his side, Right. Um, she's, she's down on the track, um, and she's, you know, everyone's like, it's like pre warmups, they're stretching and blah, 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 right. blah. And Elsie's like, Hey, that's the girl. That's the one you got to get. And Kama's first reaction is that he's like, these aren't even real track girls. Right. Elsie's like, um, they're running on the track <laughs> wearing track uniforms what the hell are you talking about? And came is like, um, excuse me, track girls put their hair up in a ponytail when they're serious about running. And in that moment, as if like serendipity, like called Ayumi puts her hair up in a bone. He's like, and, and you can tell he kind of is like nervous around women. Actually, he's like, yeah. but, 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 but actually it's not just that none of the girls in my games would be wearing long pants. They'd be wearing bloomers. <laughs> right and then elsie's like well it's funny i can't change her heart but i can change the appearance of things and she zaps everyone into these short shorts right Who all the girls are like yeah, exactly like where do these come from all of a sudden i'm wearing less clothes and so let's pause for a second okay say this was you garrett right and right. you had to deal with the track star and it seems like she's being bullied by her that's her thing she's getting bullied by her team She's not sure. allowed to run like the rest of them, even though she's good. Yep. Um, how would you go about capturing the heart of the forlorn track star? I would challenge her and try and appeal to her uh her ego. And I right. would try and challenge her to do some sort of competition on a treadmill. And if she failed, she would have to make out with me. Yeah, I would say, yeah, you would assume that the answer would be like competitiveness and like making her love track again was would be the answer. 
But well, yeah, a- I guess because she now, if you want to like deperve my answer, you right. could just basically say, yeah, appeal to her competitive nature. Yeah, and like you know, if and what I was do, and I'm gonna call this mystery mode. This is like douchebag incel mode. It would be to like nag her to be like, you can't run, you can't do, you can't do it, nah, 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 and like make her like really like just out of spite try to beat me on track, and right. then that would make right. her better. Uh, but but that's not what Kama did. What Kama did was decided he decided to be Heath Ledger from Ten Things I Hate About You and do <laughs> very public displays of affection that are both embarrassing and and kind of inappropriate. Sure, sure. Which, you know, a long time ago, for those kids who didn't watch Heath Ledger prior to Batman, in 10 Things I Hate About You, which is a, uh, a retelling of uh, Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare, uh, Heath Ledger is told he wants to date, like, the, the the mean girl of the school. And so he decides to sing, you're just too good to be true, and gets, like, the marching band to play along with him. And, sure. like, this While is seamless. While she's like, at, like, archery practice right. in gym class. Yeah, basically embarrassing the crap out of her. And that's what Ayumi does. He basically takes up all banners of like with the words like love and a yumi and like go yumi you are the best and like all over the school and just like embarrassing the crap out of this girl mm-hmm. and you could tell like he's really failing at it because she comes up he's like you're an asshole stop doing it. <laughs> and like and eventually like it's like she starts she's like gets tired of punching him in the face and she's like i'm just gonna ignore you and then but he, he's got a strategy because yeah. like she comes up and she says, oh, you're you're an asshole. Cut this out. And Elsie's like, oh, man, I don't think she likes this. And he's like, no, 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 no. I have a plan. Yeah, he's like, according to my games, I'm doing this just right. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, from what I can gather, <laughs> from what I can gather, the idea is, is that she has such poor doubt in herself that she just, like, needed someone who believed in her. And she faked an injury. And he was, like, telling her, like, no, you're not faking an injury. You you know, you are Well no, you are faking an injury. You are, oh no, you you are faking an injury. You know, and even if win or lose, you know, you're you're number one in my heart and all that well, stuff. Because she's being teased by the upperclassmen yeah. because she ran fast one time, coach saw it, put her on the team, and she because of this wavering self-belief, mm-hmm. uh, she hasn't been able to replicate that performance. So the upperclassmen are like really like teasing the hell out of her there's suspicion that they they moved like some of the hurdles and and that's what caused her to go down uh even though she ultimately is faking the injury to to right. get out of the possible embarrassment of running and he knew that because she didn't put her hair up in a bow when she got hurt meaning she, she wasn't running it seriously and she wasn't taking it seriously so eventually we get to like this you know the accidental kisu where he like falls down the stairs and she catches him but like it's in a kisu fam fa- thing and then you would assume, like, okay, this girl, the heart is being unlocked. Which, but by the way, this happens over the course of eight days, Garrett. <laughs> if we're, t- we're taking, if you take account of like what actually the show tells you, this was done in, you know, less than two weeks. Teenage love is fickle. But then the demon that comes out is like this giant caterpillar monster. It's like, <laughs> and like Elsie comes up with a giant bottle and like sucks him into this bottle and uh, capture complete. Now, at this point, you're thinking. Oh man, this he now has to get himself out of this one because this girl fall fell for him and and all that stuff. But nope, they they, they convenient plot twist. Convenient plot twist. They take away her memories as a result, which means that we can repeat this process over and, and, over, and over, and we never have to worry about the girls feeling bad. <laughs> you 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 as the viewer can like reduce the guilt. <laughs> so being like, I guess like, you could call this. Uh, 
a harem anime that suffers from amnesia. Right. Every episode. And and they're gonna be another funny thing about the show too is that it doesn't like do it every episode. Like the second and fourth episode, because I know I had you have watched four episodes, is not necessarily about the heroines or the people that he's trying to like conquer, quote unquote quote unquote, but like as actually funny, like in between stuff. Um, I also had to take a moment because I had to make a note of this and I want to make sure it got hurt. The types of games that he plays are so really weird. And one was like based on paper for some reason. And like the dialogue tree was really funny. I had to like, I actually had to write it down. Like he's like doing sexy dog, but the girl's like blushing at him, like in that like buck a buck a buck a face. But the dialogue states, and I quote, paper is produced by combining vegetative fiber with alkaline solution into a pulpy, pulpy, and then dried into sheets. And that's the game he was playing. I just these games feel like they could be like romance novels, you know, like wash, lather, rinse, repeat. Like you you just change some names out. You could use the same like um, the same like game engine with like the same framework, change a few things. And it's the days, right? Like you and I talk about the day formula all the time. And that's really what what the game system is like. Are you talking? Are you trying to quote unquote conquer a tsundere? Versus a Don today. Are you trying to? And in this case, she was like the Baka today. She's like the dummy, you know, go get him kind of style day. Right. So uh, I, that's that's the kind of thing that you get out of the show. And I, I there's a lot of really really funny uh, funny stuff that I saw in the middle of it. And I think the idea of like him being like, you know, real real runners wear ponytails and short shorts, not these ugly long pants and and hair down to their 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 shoulders. Yeah, if you're you? gonna if you're gonna use a data, you better use it correctly. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and so we get into the second episode, and what did you think about Elsie joining the family? Because that actually made me laugh a bunch. Jesus Christ, Kyle. <laughs> this oh. was, like, so highly unnecessary, but hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny, and, like, <laughs> so Game of- so Elsie wants to be around, so the idea is Hell assumes that the best work is going to get done if Elsie lives with Kama, and so the way that he's going to do that is by being his sister quote-unquote and so she's okay this whole ep this whole series up to this point she's been calling him uh okami-sama which means uh divine one or god like she she like legit plays into the godness of his his like ability to play play these games uh and so eventually she starts becoming this like little sister mold and starts calling him own oh uh uh kami-ni-sama which means like divine brother or whatever stuff like that it's kind of like the onichan with like holiness added to sure. it you know what I'm so she's the onichan character which i love and so she goes so we meet the mom <laughs> who's got orange hair and she's a very sweet lady and how does elsie inure herself into the kama katsuragi family oh my god kyle oh, so if you ask me my strategy would have been is I would have said, Hema, I need to be around you. Can we tell your mom that I just moved into the area? Uh, but, you know, um, there's some trouble at home. And can I stay with you? Right. And that would have, like, I know that sometimes that, like, causes questions to be asked. But I think that would have been, like, a pretty safe, like, tactic. Because right. people are going to want to shelter a kid. Right. Um, so instead, Elsie comes over. And Kama's mom is like, oh, you're such a cute girl. So lovely. And she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm your husband's illegitimate child. And like, <laughs> just like out of nowhere, like this smile on her face. And 
And right. Looked- and so the mother's like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> and she calls her husband. This was this was my wife's favorite line. This she calls her too. husband and is like, on business trips, you're just banging girls everywhere. And at one point she says, I don't know, ask your crotch. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's like, oh, you don't know what I'm talking about? Ask your dick. <laughs> <laughs> that part got me laughing too. And so she turns to him and goes, don't worry, kids. I'm going to take care of you. And you never have to worry about your dad again. Yeah, the, the line before that was, your father's dead to us now. <laughs> Was that necessary? <laughs> I mean, you just took... I, I'm sure Kama, like wasn't super close to his dad, considering how, like, you know, he's so, like, pulled away from the world. But, like, Jesus, man. Yeah, I know, that was rough, but it was amazing. It was hilarious, but you're like... <laughs> the, oh, she went God. from, like, 1 to 11 very quickly. <laughs> and this th- this is ones that made this, like, legit... This, this episode really made me laugh, because that really was funny. And then she's like trying really hard to play up the little sister mode. And he goes, no. And they're in, they're in, what was, I forgot what the name of the store was like hard, hard soft was the name, (laughs) the name of the store they went to, to get, to get more girl games. And he's like, no, no. And just like with the sprinter, there has to be like, there's a mold of what makes a little sister Onichan character. And he, his acronym for it was (laughs) BMW. And he said, the B. We have to be blood related. None of this. Oh, she comes from a, you know, she's kind of treated like a sister. You know, she's a distant relative. You know, we consider her sister. He's like, no, you have to actually be blood related to me for you to be the Onichan character. That's how we make this thing work. <laughs> and then the second one is memories. We have to share long bonding memories together. And you're thinking, well, what does W have to be? Well, they like, he like hand fisted it. <laughs> To say Wonichan Moe, which at this point you should know what Onichan and Moe both mean at this point, but if not, all fresh for our listeners out there, Onichan Garrett, you can you can help people out. What does Onichan mean? Well, like like little little sister, right? It's the bro- what the little sister calls the brother. Right, right. My my Onichan. Yeah, the girls say Onichan. You'll hear it all the time. And then Moe, we did a whole episode on it, is like... Moe is a style of character, like yeah, a... a cuteness. It's like... It's, it's an aesthetic. It's an aesthetic. Like a little, like cuteness. a little, like... I think they squeak a lot. Yeah, they're very, like, they're very, like... It's kind of what Elsie is. Elsie is, like, perfectly Moe. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so he, like, ham-fisted W to be, like, Wonichan Moe. And so she solves the... <laughs> she solves the blood-related thing by biting his finger. Kyle... I thought you were a man of science. (laughs) She bit his finger and his blood went in her mouth and she's like, now we share blood. I'm like, that doesn't put his blood in your blood. He also like, she also like starts shaking as if it's like, she's like (laughs) moving it down her body, like shimming her blood, his blood down into her veins. And then, and then, (laughs) and then she's like constantly like trying to Onich on him and like, and then she tries to give him like a bath moment where like they're both in the bath and he's like, she's like, I know. Well, what I did she really... say? She says, I feel I, really I, bad. She's like, I did this to you. So I figured I should, I might as well come in here and, and scrub your butt. Yeah. Scrub your butt cheeks. <laughs> she's so here's the thing, Garrett. This is all the things I wanted to tell you is. Elsie is on my list of top waifu, waifu characters. Folks out there, I know what you're thinking, Kyle. Why would you like the dopey Onichan character? Well, let me tell you. Elsie is earnest. She's very earnest in her love of her Onichan. 
she is caring and kind. I like I like the kind Moe, you know, Moe Dere character. Um, and she does things that like legit make me laugh. And I think that is the one thing. So I really like Elsie. Elsie's definitely on the top of my list. She's not a Jima. That's more Garrett style. I like the I like the dopey helper characters that kind of make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, so she's up there. Um, so <laughs> so eventually he's like, Well, I guess you gotta be my little sister now because you know, I guess I have no choice. So let's do this thing. Right. And she's like, Oh, need your end episode. But like a lot of hilarity ensued in the process. So then we get our next quote unquote conquest. Her name is Mio Aoyama. And at this point, Garrett, you should know which Dere this one is. Tsundere? She is so super Tsundere. She's got the eyes, the grumpy, like, you know, RBF eyes. She's got the pigtails that are blonde. She's always going, <laughs> and she's got, you know, she's small, which is what he said. He says the best Tsundere characters have are like, are short, bl- blonde pigtails, grumpy all the time, you know, call you baka, baka, baka every day. She's like the quintessential, quintessential yep. Tsundere. But there's something more to her. What is, um, what, what is, what, how do they meet Mio? What, what's her deal? Besides being a Tsundere. So I'm glad you brought this up because we're going to go to a little side quest of a conversation here. You got it. So how they meet them is they're outside of the school and Kama is explaining to Elsie that the cafeteria is very expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a sandwich shack right outside the school that they all go to. And they sell a, a specific type of sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's a soba omelet sandwich. Okay. Yes, I get I get bread makes a sandwich delicious. I get I get eggs on bread because we love breakfast sandwiches. Who doesn't like even... a good beck, you know, bacon, egg and cheese? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I also get like putting eggs on other proteins. Like I'll I'll, I'll put a fried egg on my uh, burger or something like that. Yum, right. Yum. Oishi. Why are we putting soba noodles inside of a sandwich? Surprisingly, this is a thing. Um, The, the main reason is because it's cheap. And the second reason is because it holds very well. Like you could put like holy carbohydrate, Batman. Yeah, that is it's bread on bread with a side of bread. Is this a make... real thing? Soba soba pan is a real thing. Um, so is it? But do they? It's not is it fresh like... noodles though. It's not like you put like a fresh plate of pasta. In so bread. it's cold and a little more congealed. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah, like like whatever. It, imagine like really nice bread with like um, but just like day old pasta in there but like good okay. pasta so but okay. but it's it's generally considered uh but it's also cheap that's why people that's why it's seen a lot in these episodes because it's super cheap but yeah i don't but also the, the fact that it's wrapped in egg an omelet egg i don't know we'll see and yeah. so they go to the store and, and everybody's looking for it but then the seas have to part because mio's on her way because this girl she's a rich girl and you know nothing <laughs> and you know it don't matter anyway <laughs> so mio comes up and she is like the perfect soon today. Okay. She's super mean. She's super cute. She she's really short. She walks on these like big heels, right? Like like 1970s, like Freddie yep. Mercury level heels. And right. And she comes up and she has a show her chauffeur in tow. And she asks for a sandwich. And the person's like, okay, it's blah 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 yen. 
and she gives her a 10,000 yen note. Mm-hmm. And the the person who runs the shack is like, I do not have change for this. <laughs> like, it's like, it, it's like for folks out there, imagine going to like your deli asking for a bacon, egg and cheese and being like, here's a thousand dollar bill. <laughs> they don't have it. They don't have this. And then so the woman goes, I'm sorry, I don't have change. She goes, well, I've never used change before. I've only been throwing around these hundies all day. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, then I guess our only solution is to buy all of the yakisoba bread. Yeah, yeah. I'll take whatever this this note can <laughs> buy. And it buys out the whole freaking store. Buys out the whole store. And she's on her way with a giant bag full of uh, full of soba. Leaving pocket. in her wake, greatly disappointed high schoolers who are hungry for lunch. <laughs> and so this woman's rich. And and then came as like, oh, I know this one. This is today. And the way he was like trying to explain like what today is is actually how we always talk about it. It's like like all this torture devices are showing and like an Iron Maiden comes in and in the middle is like this gooey, like cute little girl in the middle of it. That's what it's today is. It's the hard shell with the ooey gooey middle is the point. And game is like, we're going to get to that middle. Yep. And so, he, the but what was his first strategy to get him to to, to get her to like him? Uh, well, the first thing is he does he, is he goes to follow her. And then the first, but he, but he says something to her right away. Oh, oh, uh, his first thought is he confesses to her immediately, immediately and says, I, I've just always wanted to tell you this, but I love you. <laughs> and then she goes, Shofa, and he puts her in like, in like a WWE, like, you know, like submission hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, where, where you where you put like you're 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 pulling their arms behind their back and like your your feet are in the back of their hamstrings, just like stretching them out. This is like an Ultimo Dragon move, like definitely. Yes, yeah. Like if you ever played the WCW N64 game, Ultimo Dragon would do something like that. And you're trying to like power it up as yeah. you're stretching them out, and, then, and you hear like the inappropriate like. Ur, ur. <laughs> it looks oddly sexual, is all I'm saying. And he goes, so he goes, okay, well. That didn't work. And usually with a rich Sundare, they usually put gets them off guard, you know, gets me to start with them. So he says, something's up. And so as you said, then he follows her to right. her residence. And what he, do you find? He out? follows her, uh, and she's being driven in a black car. Um, and they pull up to this palace, and like Elsie's like, Oh my god, this girl really is that wealthy. And and Kim is like, whoa, 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 wait just a second. She pulls around the corner. Around the corner from the mansion is an apartment complex. You know the type. It's like three stories. All the doors mm-hmm. are on the outside facing kind of like in a motel-type like atmosphere. Like, and, we'll leave the light on for you kind of hotel. Right. And just to show that it's hers, they have her, like, check her mail and her name's, like, on the mail. Um, <laughs> but, but she lives here. And it becomes, as they creep up and listen through the window, it becomes very apparent that... I believe her father was the chairman of an incredibly important corporation. And I think he died and because he died, I guess they hadn't saved money. And so the mother's working now to try and afford this apartment. But Mio learned from her father to always like try and live a certain way. And she, I believe she misinterpreted his sentiment. (laughs) And essentially she's like refusing to give up the 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 ways of her life that she's you know wealthy right and then i think so so here's your challenge right your kema you got yourself a tsundere who is grumpy she's she wants to pretend she's rich how would you 
how would you go about conquering the 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 Ojo Sundere who's not really rich? What well, what strategy would you think to to do? Hmm. Um. Because I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily knowing how he does it. I'm like, would I have done it the same way, or would I have done it differently? Yeah, yeah. Like the so so to in a long story short, Kama tries to like treat her equally as if she's her delusion is real, basically. Right. And like acts as her butler for the course over the course of like two three weeks. Yes. And but I don't know if that's the right answer, right? Like you know, the right answer would be to like let her realize that like money isn't everything and that she's she can be caring and people that can like her and she can make friends and and live a new and, and understand her new reality would probably be better for her not just like as like a conquest quote unquote but actually just like for her sanity to Kyle with all due respect you are not the divine god of <laughs> I am not I, I I am I am a peon in the world of Kama's <laughs> romance he now here's the thing this is why I tell you the show is charming as all hell not only does he try to keep up uh, airs by like saying that he's taking her on a chariot, aka or his bike, yeah. all of, up to school every day, but like Elsie like overdoes it because I said she's very earnest and gives her like him like increasingly bigger rickshaws to like drag her to school. <laughs> so like it like starts as a like a car- like a like a normal rickshaw, like it transitions to like a giant carriage that he has to pull with a bike to like an actual like giant metal car almost and then like the end of the day he's like looking behind him it's like a steam locomotive with a bike right. attached to it he's like right. you've done this too much this will break the game yeah and, and like that's the kind of stuff we're talking about it's a very charming show and i guess that would be it but the way he ends it is not how i would do it right because he's like okay so he's like much like any other like detective show who like tells you like like kind of when we watch neuro and he goes I got the the solution on the tip of my tongue kind of thing. He's like, mm-hmm. I see the ending, meaning like the ending of the game. You know, like I push up his glasses because he's a Megane character. Naturally. And naturally. And he takes out a, of an envelope that shows that she's got like a ticket to the ball. And he's like, ooh, this is my chance, you know, to see the ending of this game. Sure, sure, and sure. so he takes her with a new dress to this ball to essentially get embarrassed by everybody there. Like yep. oh, you were poor now. So was that a part of his plan? I thought that was just something that kind of happened. I think it was for the sake. Okay, so was to let her know that, like, sure you can have this, but is this the life you really want? But the mm. way he said it, and maybe this is a transition, a translation problem, was like, forget your dad, forget you know, like you know, move on from your dad, who's probably been dead for not that long, you know, like right you know believe in me me i'll be, i'll be the one that believes in you and holds you and i'm like oh god dude that's that's not what you tell someone whose dad died you know and so because she, she does say it, and this is like the part that like really got me depressed watching it was like but my dad keeps like getting farther and further away from my head as i think of my own life and stuff like that i feel if i give up this air i give up him and all that stuff and it's true it's very endearing but like came and came and keeps pushing it he's like get rid of that old fart you don't need him <laughs> you know like <laughs> <laughs> so i'm like oh when i've done that and then but eventually she's like you know she kind of realizes that you know this this life is not necessarily for her and that she doesn't have to, she shouldn't do things just because her dad told you know told her to even though he didn't really it's kind of a good right. dude anyway and so then all of a sudden the, the giant you know demon monster flies out of her bag and he's like oh, you know like a big you know boo from mario brothers flies out of her 
and she gets captured. So it's too, uh, you know, this seems like a lot of work for ghost busting. You know what I'm saying? It's as if like, you know, Peter Venkman and like Egon went by and instead of like zapping Slimer, they like took him to dinner. But like right. and like and went on multiple dates. You got like, a romance, Slimer. Right. <laughs> so that's the second conquest. We'll go over more about the conquest as we go over because that's like the thread of the show. But I like that it takes pauses because did you watch the fourth episode, Garrett? I did, and I was like, "This was filler. Why did my friend make me watch filler?" <laughs> I loved this episode. I don't know about you, but the humor in it was hysterical to me. So, because <laughs> we can, we've all been there, Garrett, right? We've all been to a game that we really like, where it's just buggy. It just does not work. You want to love it. You want to love these games. Where you want to play the game, but just it's broken. And 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 it made it seem as if it was like this like poor heroine that was hidden behind this like buggy game. Yeah. And it, I loved it. It was just so much fun. Like he's just because in order he gets to this one area and where this like the video game character that he's trying to like seduce is this artist. And every time she's like, would you like to see my picture? He says, yes. And then it like goes back. Would you like to see my picture? (laughs) So, so to be clear for the folks at home, this episode, episode four, there is no real life person. He's trying to seduce. No demons. We are brought into his mania surrounding this one (laughs) video game that has a glitch that will not let him pass. (laughs) Will not let him finish. And like all, and then he goes, and, like, it's funny because this is maybe the gamer in me. He's like, I should have known there was a problem with this. And it showed you how, like, when they submitted the game, there was, like, all this merchandise. Yes. Right? Like, you can have these two figurines, this Crayola crayon set, this this art piece that declares this. And it's a two-disc two set. And he's like, I knew there was a problem. Why would you focus on so much merchandising and not give me a working game? Right. Well, that- so the second disc was only included with the game because it's a patch for all the problems on the first disc. And the release date of the game was pushed back 23 times. And my, and my favorite, and Garrett, this just reminds me because Garrett is one to buy the deluxe copy of things. Uh, you know, the limited edition, collector's edition, which gives you no added bonus. I mean, you only live once. You only live once, right? Yeah, exactly. Why Why spend $60 per game when you can spend $90 and you get some piece of art that you're probably going to forget exists? <laughs> Correct. That's what this game, these games basically do. And, like, it shows you him playing it and, like, it glitching. My favorite was that he, he had to go through every dialogue tree again. And he's like, Elsie, sit with me. And when I go through this dialogue tree, whenever I screw up and I get to the loop and I can't get through the loop, let's try something else. So it's very tedious. But the second step is the girl's like, um, would you like to go to lunch with me? And he's like, okay, this is this is our next step. What do we do now? And all of a sudden, it's like giant menu of all the food that you can choose. Yeah. It's <laughs> And every time he chooses a food, it like automatically glitches him into like a a, vol- a dodgeball mini game. And, and then, <laughs> so he's constantly running away, carrying like a burger, carrying sushi, carrying yeah. whatever, getting like pelted with dodgeballs. Yeah, basically, he's just like he's just like trying so hard. And then Elsie's like, "Well, I get it that you you've said life is like a bad game, but but this is an actual bad game." And he's like, "I know that, but she." she um, and I, you know, it's not kind of stuff. And and that makes kind of, kind of endearing to him that there's no such thing as a bad heroine, only bad games. And and it just kind of gets into that, like, endearing side of him. And so, yeah, it was it's it's a good episode. Is that endearing or is that highly I, problematic? I And that is where we're going to go, Gary, because I think that is the big question that I want to get to you. 
Uh, is this show problematic, Garrett? That is my first question to you. Uh, it's attitudes. It's attitude towards women is certainly not up to date with today's society. Correct. However, uh, if we're to judge it uh, through the lens of when it was made, it's still not appropriate. <laughs> Here's um, some things in his favor. And, I'll, and I'll, let me be the devil's advocate here, right? He doesn't touch them without their permission. So there's consent involved. He, uh, he, his goal is not, well, there is a key who's involved a lot of times. Um, as I said, they're all consensual, but for the most part, it is about like the things that they like, not about them loving him. Like for the, the, the track starts, like we want you to love track again for the, for the soon today. It's like understanding your life outside of it and, and moving on and, and really respecting your dad is memory, not his, his thoughts of you. Sure. Kyle, he's, he's a real white knight. <laughs> I will con. It's very white nighty. It's very fedora milady style, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that style of incel. Also, I will say this, the show does use a lot more humor and stuff like that. And he doesn't necessarily have bad attitudes towards women as much as he has video game expectations of the world. And I, and I'm, I'm okay with that in this realm. So I don't know. I wouldn't say it's so bad. The second thing I will also say about the show that I wouldn't say to, to like really popularize it. The music is actually really good. I will say that without a shadow of a doubt, if you like that, like Japanese bu- bubble pop, bubblegum pop that's out there, that's just like really fun and cheering, like gives you a, it just feels like a warm bath. That's this style of, of music that you're going to get into this uh, show, including sure. the end. The end theme was really good. Um, I would recommend it. I'm going to actually play it right now. Very good show. Mm-hmm. Very good song. Um, and then I also like uh, that Elsie has her own song that she plays while she's trying to bake a cake. And one of the cutest moments of anime that I've ever seen in my entire life. Too bad you didn't get to that episode yet, Garrett. Very funny in which Elsie tries to bake came a cake but in order to do that she puts the cake into a microwave and then hangs it over an open flame <laughs> and she like <laughs> stares at it you know and like grows strawberries out of hell and like oh, like you know it's that it's that like earnest like demon child kind of stuff that i really sure, really like sure so we're going to get into the uh the two questions we ask every week the first one is garrett will you keep watching knowing what you've seen so far in this show uh, I will absolutely not keep watching. Oh man! But Garrett, what if I was to tell you that, like, the girl? There's a live action version. <laughs> oh, I wish. No, there were that that some of the girls actually do remember their time with Kama, and then they end up getting superpowers because of it. Will that will that change your mind? All right, so you kind of threw me off with the superpowers <laughs> because I knew and I knew inevitably, like, so we've got a formula, right? Right. So my guess is, what's well, three seasons? Right. And each season is probably what, like twelve episodes, right? My guess is probably somewhere after episode six, so maybe episode seven or eight of the first one right. is going to be the first one where he's surprised. Where the next day, where normally he's just kind of like this vague shadow in their mind that they're pleasant mm-hmm. to, right. uh, to someone like straight up remembering him. And I think that's another thing. What happens is, is that some of the girls as they're being affected by the demons actually end up getting like weird abilities or just like weird things start happening to them. Like there's one girl that switches bodies with Kama. And so Kama has to seduce her as him and like vice versa. 
<laughs> and vice Dude, versa. I hate, I hate body swaps. This is body swap, Garrett. Like, that's what I'm saying. And, and it really teases that. There's one girl that gets, like, super tiny, like the size of a doll. Well, and... uh, let me ask you, does, does Kama then be like, what? I have boobs? Do I look at them? Do I look at my boobs? No. In fact, he, like, he starts to, like, his brain starts to, like, become very feminine. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, back it, back it, back it. He starts doing that stuff himself. And he, like, catches himself, like, slaps himself in the face. Like, what am I doing? Uh... And and there's another one that gets like really small, uh, one that like starts disappearing so you can't see her anymore. Like, and then those people end up, are the ones that end up remembering him. It, it gets a little deeper than the formula. So would would that would that whet your appetite a little bit for the show? Uh, I look my my not watching it is not like an indictment of the show. Right, it's more of a like. It's really got to be spectacular for me to be like, you know what? Yeah, this is like worth my time. If 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 uh, we were not even if we were still living together, if I went down on a couch tomorrow and it turned out that my wife found like the couple episodes of entertaining she had on TV, I'd absolutely sit next to her and chuckle mm. through a few episodes. Right. OK, so the next thing we're going to do is what we do every week. It's called the Weeb and Noob Score. Uh, the Weeb Noob Score doesn't mean a show is good or not. As Garrett said, we're not going to we don't. We don't want to speak bad on the in the anime because it's worth to watch all the anime all the time. But it really is our excitement for you to watch it, the listener, uh, based on our like levels of watchitude. So for me, I am the longtime fan. Does this show represent high quality? You know what you should watch as part of your overall weebness. Uh, Garrett speaks to the new time fan. Is it hard to get into? Uh, does it reflect? the genres that you want to learn about if you want to get into things for the first time is it mm -hmm. a good starter anime that kind of stuff uh for that being said i'm going to give the show a eight um i think it is funny don't go into this with expectations that you are going to gain knowledge about japan that you're gonna you know be blown away by artwork it is a it is candy it is 110 percent high calorie no 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 you know nutrition based anime it's a, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I, I read the manga through. I thought it was actually really clever. And there's lots of time. And, and there's an anime that like, can legit make me laugh, which is hard to do sometimes with like Japanese humor as it is. But like it can like legit make me laugh as hard as the show did. Then then I think it's always worth it. So for me, for, as a weeb score, I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, Garrett, what do you give it for a noob score? I give it a solid seven. Yeah. I, and for all the same reasons that 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 you give it an eight. Um, it's It's very funny. It's not groundbreaking in, in in concept, really, and it's a little bit like it's a little bit niche. Is focusing on like this video game obsessed kid, but not blowing you away with graphics. Not that anime has to blow you away with graphics. Right. Like I mean, like a good story is paramount. Uh, but I think Solid is like a really good score, and I think it's a very like good anime. But it's not like otherworldly to a genre or or to to. Uh, you know, for you to go out of your way to really make sure that you watch it. I would say if you are one to actually dive into the romance genre where like you care about relationships within anime and stuff like that, if, like, if that's something that, that is up your alley and you just want to laugh, that that's who this is for. This is for the uh, hopeless romantic uh, that wants like that likes the kind of romance novel, but like doesn't want to doesn't want to spend too much time like a clan ad would make you do, you know, like mm -hmm. doesn't you want to spend too much time on one thing. It's just fun, quick and, and amazing. So I would recommend this to anybody for in that range. It's on Crunchyroll, folks. 
Um, it's on Hulu. Very easy to get. Um, it's also not like lewd, which I like. There might be some moments like where Elsie's in the shower, but like there's no real like you know there's no. They like, don't do oh, the obligatory panty shot. There's no plain panty shot. So like it, you know, if you don't want any of the etchiness, like this one's for you. And I think, and then I think Elsie's one of the cutest characters just in general. So just. Get to know Elsie, and I think you'll like the show. So <laughs> as we close for the night, forget this ever happened, that Gary and I had uh, were friends before this. Uh, it is always important to hear your thoughts. Is the world only God knows the kind of world that you want to know? Uh, it does you like it for its haremness, but also its weird, quirky, you know, pickup artist style video game genre. I'll let us already think it's a little bit too weird, a little bit too problematic, came as too unlikable. Let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for a show that I really like, such as this one, uh, which is also a good bang read. You can uh, follow us on our social media, including on Twitter at Weave underscore Noob or on Instagram at Wama Podcast. You can also listen to us on anchor.fm slash Wama Podcast or anywhere your podcast is found. Make sure when you do, you give us a what, Garrett? You give us a five-star review. It really helps us uh, grow our, our thing. We want to go from lower tier to god tier. That's where we want to get to. Yes. And, and we want to be want... the divine god of anime uh, uh, commentary podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. We want you to seduce the algorithm to the place where it falls in love with us. That's where we want you to take us. So as we close for the night and we slip into something a little bit more comfortable, such as the show, what are your final thoughts on the world only God knows, Garen? Kyle, I don't know if you picked up on it, but I always appreciate when someone sneaks in the Konami code. At one point, there was something that was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. <laughs> and that gives us infinite lives to get punched in the face by the by the track star. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So as we, so we're going to be, uh, you know, seducing the Sundanes, buying uh, yakisoba uh, bread. We're going to be uh, letting Elsie into our home as illegitimate children. All in all, to wish you all fantastic. See you in two weeks. 10,000 yen, no change. <laughs>